what? Was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest, where thou standest is holy, and Joshua did so. Father, we pray today that you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I stand where no man can help me, not even myself. I need a, a special touch, a, I need an unction, I need that power of the Holy Ghost to work through me as a channel to every heart of every person that's in this building. If they might be a sinner lost, would you bring on to that heavenly Joshua, that Savior, and may they fall on their face and get saved and leave worshiping. Lord, I pray for those who are struggling as believers and no doubt trying to live in a dark world as children of light. We pray, Lord, that you'd encourage them and help them. Help me just to be a blessing to lay on them what you've laid upon us. And Lord, I praise you for what all takes place, for the results we leave in your possession, and trust your will be accomplished. Thank you for mercy and grace. We love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me for a little while this morning, I want to preach on the thought of when our captain shows up. <laughs> hey, man, I, I really want to run two laps just to get started. When our captain shows up. Now make sure we're all on the same page in the context. Go back with me to the book of Joshua. And in chapter number one, in chapter number one, he begins to, there's a transition that's took place. Joshua, he's been the servant, the minister unto Moses. Now he's going to be the successor. Brother Jared taught on it the other Sunday in the Sunday school room. One of the things I wanted to point out about chapter number one is that Joshua is told four times to be strong and of good courage. He's already been promised God's going to, he's going to turn hornets backwards and run stinger front the enemy out of the territory. Hey man, what a God we serve. He can use nature to run out the enemy. Oh man, I've, hey, that's called recess and shout. Hey, he, he's going to give them wells that they didn't dig. They're going to live in houses that they didn't build. They're going to eat from vineyards that they didn't plant. Hey man, all through the wilderness, God had given them honey biscuits in the wilderness. Manna, he gave them manna in the wilderness. White like coriander seed, tasted like honey. He had provided water when they got thirsty. He had, when they was in a rock in a hard place, he put a Holy Ghost straw and they sucked honey out of the rock. Amen. I mean, everywhere they went, God has provided and met their need. When they were thirsty, God let a hole come in a flinty rock and, and watered the whole millions of multitudes and plus their stock. God has taken care. But the manna 
is about to cease. They're fixing to cross over Jordan. They're going to live where the others have looked. And I remember preaching in chapter 1 on living where others have been looking. Moses got to look over, but he didn't get to go over. Law can't get you over, but grace can. Somebody say amen. Oh, hallelujah. And then what, what amazed me, Brother Jared, is God told Joshua in the first chapter of the book, be strong and of good courage three times, and then the people got a hold of it, and they told Joshua, be strong and of good courage one time. Wasn't that amazing? Four times this new leader has been told, be strong and of good courage. And in verse number three, God has made a proclamation. He said, look, you're going you're gonna to cross over and everywhere you put your foot. Preached a message there one time on put your foot down. Amen. Everywhere you put your foot is going to be yours. And they only inherited a third. They only stepped out a third of what God had provided for them. And that's the way we are as Christians sometimes. Some, we, we don't realize how large a place, how, how loving of a place, how great of a place that God has given us as born again Christians and we're living below our potential. God's got so many blessings waiting on us and we won't step out in faith to inherit it all. God has blessed his children. He's taken care of us and there's the servant's promise, the proclamation, the, the sovereign's prophecy, the servant's prosperity. I like this. He said in verse number seven, he said that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest and he said thy way will be prosperous and then thou shalt have good success he's told him in chapter one I'm going to take care of you be strong and of good courage then in chapter number two it's like a in chapter number two that's where the harlot hid the spies in the high rise amen amen what a blessing that is and God brought Rahab out in chapter number 3 they walked over on dry ground in chapter number 4 God's done some amazing things in chapter number 4 and he, he's raised up this man Joshua to bring him in and, and to lead this group of believers into this promised land into a victorious way of life they're going to have war in Canaan but there's wells in Canaan. They're going to have struggles in Canaan, but the sovereign's in Canaan. Amen. Everywhere they go, God is going to take care of them. When we get to chapter number five, this man who's been told to be strong and of good courage, this man who's heard the sovereign's proclamation, his promise, his promise, he's heard his prophecy, he's heard everything is going to be provided. He has watched God dry up the waters in chapter three from Adam to Zarathan. They have walked over on dry ground. The God that brought Moses through the Red Sea has led Joshua through the dead man, dried up the Jordan. He's the same God and just like he was with Moses, he's watched God be with him. But like most of us, the first obstacle that he faced, he's struggling. I believe he's having a time of prayer. He's down here in chapter number five. He's standing on the outskirts around this city of Jericho. And the Bible said he lifted up his eyes, rightly so. When we get in bad shape, we can't look to our neighbor. We can't look within ourselves. We've got to look up. Amen. And he looks up. I love this. I love this. The Bible says somebody showed up. Boy, ain't you glad he always shows up. 
Amen. Hallelujah. He'll show up on time, in time. Amen. He'll show up just in the nick of time. He's, I'm glad he's always on time. The Lord has gonna make a special trip just to give a word to a man named Joshua. I'm glad he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And amen, and he can do it right now. He can give you a special word. I get to thinking about this man, this captain. He didn't show up like he did to Daniel. He didn't show up like he did to the three Hebrew boys. He didn't show up like he did to Abraham. He didn't show up like he did to Jacob. He didn't show up like he did to, to all these other men prior to Joshua, but he showed up like Joshua needed in chapter five. Think about it with me in the Bible. When Abraham was wandering, when Abraham uh, is, is under, under the pressure, he, he doesn't know uh, about that. God has given him this great revelation. Lift up your eyes. If you can number the stars, you can number your seed. Uh, and, and then God's going to give him that, that heavenly seed. He had already given him that earthly seed. He said, if you can number the sands of the sea or the sands of the shore, you can number uh, the children, the inheritance that you're going to have. And so he's promised him an earthly earthly seed. He's promised him a heavenly seed. That's all of us been grafted in. Amen. That come through the seed of Jesus. And uh, boy, God has blessed Abraham. But he's old now. And, and Sarah's old. She is 40 years past menopause. And she ain't got no baby. And all of a sudden, when, when he is no doubt down and worried and concerned, I'm glad the Lord showed up at his tent. Hallelujah. Pulled up at his tent. And while he's wondering, how everything is gonna, gonna, gonna fall into place. Wondering how everything is gonna fall in order. The wonder, the wayfarer showed up at the wanderer's house. Hey man, I'm glad if you're wondering today, he might visit your tent this morning. I got to think about Jacob. He's down there struggling. He's in a conflict. He's schemed. He's worked with his mama. He's coming back. Esau's coming to get him. And he's got a conflict on the inside. But right when Jacob needs to settle the conflict on the inside, the Lord shows up as a wrestler. Amen. Amen, when you're wandering, the Lord will wander over to your tent. Amen, when you're in conflict, he'll show up to wrestle through the problem with you. Amen. And Daniel, I get to think about Daniel. He showed up as a lion tamer in Daniel. He told that old king, he said, don't worry about it. The Lord sent his angel and he shut up the mouth. He tamed the lion. I get to think about them Hebrew boys over in that fire. Hallelujah. In the fire. And I'm glad he showed up as a firefighter. <laughs> Amen. You say, how'd he do it as a fire? Well, he didn't put the fire out but he rescued them through the fire. I say, amen. Oh, he'll show up just like you need, right when you need. And that's what he's doing to Joshua. See, Joshua is, is fixing to go to war, and he needs a warrior. I'm glad he'll show up just like you need. He's a captain. Now, some of you might be saying, well, how do we know? How do we know this is the Lord? I think you could read it in the text. But just in case, here's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 10. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things and bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect 
through his sufferings. We need a captain to fly a plane. We need a captain to, amen, at the helm of the ship. And I'm glad we need a captain to guide our path. And he is at the helm of our life, at the church, as a family, as an individual. We need our captain to show up. I don't know if you need him as a wanderer, as a wrestler. I don't know if you need to put shut some miles of the lines. I don't know if you're in the midst of a fire and need a firefighter to show up. I don't know how it is. Hey, he'll show up as bread and satisfy your hunger as water and satisfy your thirst and as light. Amen. To give light and darkness. Amen. He'll show up as a shepherd for the sheep like us who need somebody to guide us. He'll show up how you need and when you need it. Look with me in our text. Let me just share the let me share the thought with you. Look with me in the text. The Bible says in verse number 13, when our captain shows up, he'll show up, number one, Brother Jared, he'll show up armed. Joshua needed a warrior. Hey, man, watch what, that, watch what the Bible said. It said, with a sword drawn in his hand. He didn't have a sword seed. He didn't have a sword sitting back there. And no, he had a sword drawn. And the Bible said he came up against him. The idea is to be pressing beside a man. He, in other words, he's saying, uh, hey, Joshua, I want to show up in the fight, but I'm going to show up to fight. I don't know what you're going through this morning, but can I just share this thought with you this morning? When our captain shows up, he'll show up when you need it, but he'll show up how you need it, and he'll show up armed when you're going to battle and every one of us in here that believe this Bible we are in a dog fight in 2023 everything in the world is coming against and what we believe and what we stand for it ain't enough to just try to attack the marriage they want to attack they they want to attack the gender um, try to make it gender neutral they want to attack the schools Uh, they want to get your kids at a young age oh can I say the word of God is under attack but I'm glad our captain shows up and he has a sword drawn in his hand. You're fighting battles in disease, fighting battle. Hey man, I don't know what it is but I can tell you, he'll show up and he'll be armed, the sword of the Lord. Number two, watch this in verse number 14. The Bible says this, he'll not only show up armed, (laughs) hey man, he'll show up almighty. He says, as captain of the host of the Lord. Now Joshua's the leader, Brother Jared, but he's nothing when it comes to the Lord. You see, he's got the sword drawn in his hand. He showed up as, hey man, as being almighty captain. I'm in charge. I have the authority. Hey man, there is no authority but mine. I say glory be to God. One man said it like this, the Lord was more interested in Joshua falling on his face than Jericho falling on his face. Amen. And when Joshua needed to realize who was in charge and when he shows up, he'll show up almighty. Aren't you glad when Jesus raised from the dead, he, he reminded us that he took back what the, what the mankind had gave up to the devil. Oh yes. Mankind had dominion over all the earth and he gave it up sin and the devil began to run rule on shot all over the earth. But when Jesus rose the third day, that last Adam got back what the first Adam lost. And he, amen, the first Adam lost it in the garden and the last Adam got it back in the garden. Oh yes, amen. And he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Aren't you glad he's in control today? He is almighty. Number three, watch this. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says 
am I now come? He not only shows up, brother, Scott armed, he shows up almighty, but I'm gonna tell you what he shows up. He shows up available. He, he's not some disconnected God. You don't have to rub some statue for time. I know he'll come in his time, but he'll come on time. It'll be at the right time. And when you think you're out of time, he'll come in the nick of time. That's what he does. Amen. Every time he does that. Think about it in your mind. Has there ever been a t- place when you thought God wasn't ever going to answer your prayer? He wasn't ever going to show up in the midst of your storm. He wasn't ever going to come by and answer, hey man, prayers that you pray for family or friends. Hey man, but guy in the nick of time, when you thought you were out of time, he showed up at the right time. Oh man, oh man, somebody run for me. Hallelujah. He shows up available. He said, I've come. I like the way the Bible puts it. He says, over against him. He said, am I now come? I love that. He said in verse number 13, over against him, he's getting close to him. And in verse number 14, he says, am I now come? He said, right now, I'm available now. I'm within reach now. Have you ever thought about how close heaven is? We think heaven's some long distance somewhere. Deb, Miss Debbie's mom, she ain't even been there long. Uh, hey, man, a thousand years is one day. She ain't been there but a few seconds. When we get there, we're going, she's going to look at Debbie and say, well, I ain't been here long. Glad to see you. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, she ain't been there long. And have you ever thought about how close heaven is? Heaven's not far. I mean, it's close enough that a ladder can reach it. That's what the Lord, I know it's a big ladder, but the Lord set up a ladder, hey man, it reached from heaven and landed on earth. And Jacob saw, but it's close enough, you within the ladder shot, within earshot. Remember what happened when the dove descended and the father spoke? They heard him say, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased when they got up on the Mount of Transfiguration. This is my beloved son, hear ye him. It's within ladder shot, it's within ear shot, but it's within eye shot when Stephen's getting stoned. Hey man, God let him see Jesus standing on the right hand. I'm telling you, heaven's close, but the one who gained heaven for us, he's close. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Bible said in the midst of all your mess when everybody's gone. He said he's a very present help in a time of need. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. He'll show up available, but he'll be, he'll have all authority. I've already mentioned it, but think about it like this. Look at verse 14 with me. He said, What's it's not just the authority he declares, it's the authority Joshua acknowledges. Watch this in your text. Here's what he says. Here's what, here's Joshua's reaction. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto a servant? Think about that. Just let me pause at this one for a minute. When, when Joshua saw this captain, the prost, he fell prostrate before this captain. He fell prostrate before this captain. Why? Because it's proper. He recognized, hey, he was a servant. He served Moses. He recognized his place, amen, in the chain of command. This is somebody with much more authority than me. And he fell on his face. Oh, God, hallelujah. He shows us he, it was proper for him to get on his face. It was prompt. He fell on his face. He didn't get down real easy. Oh, no, he fell on his face. It was prompt. It was me, but it was public. 
Have you ever thought about this? He said, I never thought about it until this morning. He's sitting out there beside Jericho. I'm looking over my notes and it dawned on me. Jericho, all that crowd is staged that they see, they see what Israel's fixing to do. They've done heard what their God did to Og and make. They done know their God's going to whoop them if they come across the river. And they're sitting there, oh man, they've come across the river. They watch God drive, uh, dry ground. They, they're still sitting out yonder. I mean, for days now. They're looking over and watching Joshua and this crowd. Hey man, they're going to fix in the march around this thing. They're going to march one time, go back and sit down. March one time, go back and sit down. And then on set, they're going to march six more. They're going to march 13 times total. And, and brother, the walls is going to fall. But until the walls fall, the, the armed guards are looking over at everything that goes on. I believe this. It wasn't just proper for Joshua to do it. Hey man, thank God for him falling on his face. He recognized God, the captain, as having the authority. It wasn't just prompt. It wasn't just instant, but it was public. That crowd was watching. You know what? It's as if Joshua said, Brother uh, brother Childs, it's as if he said, I don't care if my enemies see me worship. I'm going to get on my face. I'm not ashamed for folks to know that this is my captain. Oh, man, hallelujah. Would to God that we could get some folks that ain't ashamed to fall on their face. Those, notice he fell prostrate, but notice his petition. Watch what he's beginning to say. He said, what saith my Lord unto a servant? He said, it's as if he's saying, Brother Jared, he said, I need a word of service. What saith it? I'm ready to hear any word that you got to say. But, but before he ever said, I want to hear your word, he started to worship. I'm a firm believer of this. If we don't worship right, we'll not be in the right position to hear the word from God. We got to worship right. Hey man, we're not serving a dead God. We're serving a resurrected Savior. Hey man, you won't find his bones over there. We don't make no statues and sit up in the house, burns incense and make crazy little designs. We don't do that. We don't make a fancy rug. We can call on our God at any time, anywhere because he's alive. He's, he's a living savior. Oh man, he, and he fell on his face. He said, I, I, I'm not ashamed to be identified with this captain. I realize he's of greater authority and I don't just need the word. I don't just need the help him for him to help me to keep walking on. I don't just need him to help me, hey man, to go to war. I need him to help me to worship. And while he was worrying, he, hey man, if y'all ever thought about that, his worry turned to worship and then he went to war. Somebody help me. Is anybody around here this morning? And I need my shouting crowd. Where y'all at? I'm telling you, brother Frank, Woo! Oh my God. How many times we get in a mess? I mean in a mess. We worry ourselves to death. We, 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 our blood pressure will get up. Man, I, I mean, we feel like our head's going to blow off. We try to fix everything, make it a mess, do more damage than we do help. And all of a sudden, if we'll just get to our face and worship, as Miss Tammy said, I'm just going to worship him. I know he loves me. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to work out. Hey, man. Oh, thanks be unto God. We serve a God that's got all authority and what we need to do is have the assurance that he has the authority and then we can act amen that's all we need to do we get realize he's in authority we can have assurance then we can act for the glory of God the Bible said when our captain shows up 
He'll show up and he'll be armed. He'll show up and he'll be almighty. He'll be available. Hallelujah. And he'll have authority. I want to say this. He's alive. See, there's a lot of things that's died back in the desert. A lot of people have died back in the desert. Generations have died back in the desert. I, I, I remember doing the research one time. It would have been dozens some day, if some days were more than others, some man said one time I read, he said it could be as much as 80 funerals a day for all that crowd to die off. They were around death everywhere, but they've crossed over Jordan. Hey man, Jordan is a, is a symbol of death. When they've come up on the other side and circumcised all the male, put that heap of, of circumcision, that is a witness that the reproach has rolled off. Death is no longer, the law doesn't control them. They're walking in newness of life. Hey man, hey man, it's a picture of the resurrected life. All thanks be unto God. Our Savior is resurrected. I like what Revelation says. He's the lamb that stood, that was, slain. That's a miraculous right there. And Revelations also reminds us he's a lion of the tribe of Judah. Here's somebody who's a lamb and a lion. Boy, I'm telling you, thank God if you reject the lamb, you're going to get the lion. But I sure am glad he is my, my sacrifice but he is my coming lion. He's going to whoop his crowd. We're going to get out of here. I've said it before. The horn's going to toot and we're going to scoot. Amen. We're going to go out of here like Superman and come back like the long Ranger. Amen. I'm talking about God has fixed it up for us. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also. Hey, can I tell you this? That promise hadn't changed. This one hadn't changed. He's the captain of your salvation. He'll show up when you need him. He'll show up how you need him. Amen. He's alive. But see, here's, here's the problem, brother. Sometimes we don't recognize him. Look what happened in verse 13. Let's go back to verse 13. He's an unrecognized captain. He says, art thou for us or for our adversaries? How is it? This is Joshua. How is it? He's been with Moses. Moses is up getting the Ten Commandments, getting in the glory of God. Joshua is the only one on the mountain. Everybody else is at the foot of the mountain. How is it that Joshua didn't recognize? I'm going to tell you how. Same way, we'll get a few victories under our belt. We'll face an obstacle in front of us. We've heard the promise, the prophecy. We know that God will provide. We know that we've got a partner. He's our divine companion. He's going to give us a divine conquest. There's, we're going to have to face divine conflict. But without a doubt, we're going to come out victorious. And yet, in spite of all the promises, all the prophecy, all the provisions, all the plans that God's already delivered us, everything God's going to say, He's already told him and yet in, in the face of an obstacle he's in the place where he says art thou for us or for our adversaries now y'all have heard it said it's been preached so many times in other words he's saying are you, are you for us or for them which side are you on and he, he, say, he basically said, I didn't come to take sides I come to take over but if you got to know I'm your captain of the host of the Lord are y'all with me today listen He's unrecognized. Sometimes we don't, it's, it's like when they were in a storm and they're asking for help and then the Lord walks on the water and they're asking, is it the Lord? Why could they not recognize who else could walk on water? 
It didn't matter how many times they seen him do miracles, how many times they seen him walk on water. Or, hey, or, or, hey, why is it they can't recognize him? Sometimes in our life, we can't even see God working in our life. We wonder, is it God or is it not? See, he's unrecognized. He's sometimes the captain will be unrecognized. But look in chapter 6 and verse number 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Oh, yes, he might be unrecognized, but I want to tell you all this. He is unmatched. He might be an unrecognized captain, but he is an unmatched captain. Amen. He said, I've given it in thine hand. It's not a question. We're not going to see how this war is going to turn out. I'm telling you right now, it will happen. But look in verse number 8. It's the same in chapter 6 and verse number 8. Look, look what he says. In chapter 6 and verse number 8, he said, And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken of the people, and the seven priests, bearing the seven trumpets of the ram's horn, passed on before the Lord, they blew with the trumpets, the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. Now, now hold on. Just, let's, let's read this verse again, because I've read it fast so many times, I didn't catch it till this morning. And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken of the people, that the seven priests, bearing the seven trumpets of the ram's horn, passed on before the Lord. So... Did y'all catch that? Passed on before the Lord. Now watch this. And blew with the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. I know the ark represents the presence of God, the power of God, the provisions of God. I understand that. But sometimes it says they passed over before the Lord. Then come the ark of the Lord. Brother, you might not be able to see him. He was an unseen captain. You might not be able to see him. We can't lay hands on him. We can't physically touch him right now. He might be an unseen captain. He might be unrecognized. But I'm going to tell you, don't change the fact that he is unmatched. So here's, here's the message this morning. He'll show up on time at the right time when you think you're out of time, just in the nick of time. He'll show up how you need him. He'll show up when you need him. If you need a line tamer, he'll show up. If you need a firefighter, he'll show up. If you need a bread provider, he'll show up. If you need a drink of water, he'll show up. It don't matter what you need. If you need a shepherd to guide every step, he will show up that way. If you're facing an obstacle, fighting a battle that you don't see no way out of physical, financial, whatever it might be, I'm glad he's the warrior. He's armed. He's available. Hey, man, he has authority. Hey, man. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you this, Brother Jared. He's unmatched. Amen. You may, he might be unseen. He might be unrecognized. But he's unmatched. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. So it boils down to two questions. Here they are. Miss Victoria, I'm going to get you to come sing the invitation. Boil down to two questions. Here it is. Question number one. Verse 13. Art thou for us or for our adversaries? So the... Here's what Joshua said. He, are you asking God, is he going to fit your agenda? That's what Joshua's saying. He said, Art thou, that's the first question he asked. Art thou for us or for our adversaries? But the second question is the word we need to live. After he, after, watch, watch what happened. He lifted up his eyes, he saw it. But when he told him who he was, that's when he fell on his face. And brother, when he worshiped, when he got a word, when he realized he had somebody going to go to war with him, when he realized he was going to be able to walk 
where God told him to walk. You know, you know what he did? The second question is where we need to live. Not are you going to fit my agenda. You for my agenda or are you against my agenda? That was the first question. But the second question says, what agenda do you have, Lord? What saith, here's what he said, let's read it. What saith my Lord unto his servant? The first question he asked, are you going to fit, are you going to be against my agenda or for my agenda? By the time he worships, hears a word, realize he's the warrior. He realizes the question he needs to ask. I ain't worried about my agenda. What's your agenda? That's what we need to come in today. That's what we need to leave out of here today. We've come in with our own agenda. You go to work, we own, you live your life with an agenda. You have plans, you've got all these things that you feel like, okay, I've got to fight my way. This is what I've got to do. I, why don't you just worship? Get a word from him. Realize you may have to go to war, but you can walk and he'll be with you. He's got all authority. He's available. It's about time we recognize him. It's about time we re- lean on him and realize he's the one going to help us. Lord, I'm not even worried about my agenda. I need to know what can I do to fit your agenda. What sayest thou? What saith my Lord to his servant? He put himself as the servant. Now here's what he said. Take off your shoe. We could argue about this. In conclusion, here's what we're going to say. Two thoughts. First thought, according to the book of Ruth, when you couldn't fulfill something the law required and you gave your right to redeem, you gave your right, (laughs) amen, you gave your right. Y'all remember what happened, don't you, when that first one said, I can't, Boaz says I can. First one says it'll mar my inheritance. That's a picture of the law. Amen. He had to take off his shoe as a witness that the, he wasn't going to fulfill the law. The law would prevent him from redeeming. Can I tell you today? Maybe we need to recognize we can't do it. But the Redeemer can. What the law can't do, grace can. But here's what I think it means. If he would have had two feet, he'd have said, take your shoes off your feet. I've had people argue, it don't matter. I've been pastor 25 years now. You ain't going to change my mind. Here's what I believe. My opinion. I believe he done lost one foot in a battle. I believe he's might have been one. He told Moses, take off thy shoes off thy feet. He tells Joshua, take thy shoe off thy foot. It wasn't just a symbolic picture of what went on in Ruth. I believe it was. I want all of you. You done gave up your first leg. I want your next leg. Take off your shoe. You can still walk with me. You say, I'm injured. I've been beat up by sin. Being beat up world. God can still use you. He can still use you. You say, preacher, I've I've went through circumstances, marriages, hardships. Hey, God can still use you. You can still worship. You can still get on holy ground. I'm maimed. You don't understand. That's all right. Take off your shoe. God can still use you. What we need to do is answer one or two questions. Where's our life? 
we want him to fit our agenda or we saying, Lord, how can I fit your agenda? Here's how I pray a lot when I pray over my food. Lately, I don't know why, I've been doing this for about the last two years. Lord, let your will be my will. That's what I want. I, want, I don't want my will. I wish sometimes God would make us a robot. Anybody in here identify with that? It'd be a lot easier. But I, every day, I want his will to be my will. Let's stand.